once again, it takes a village. It takes people's voices, you know, to be heard. And, and, and they really want to see it. They really want to hear what I got to say. And they really want to see change about it. Welcome back, Change Talk listeners. My name is Hannah. And today we have Anthony Eddings. Welcome to the podcast. Great for being here. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm blessed. It's a Monday morning. Oh, still blessed. That's right. <laughs> so, Anthony, what do you do at Bridges to Change? I'm a culturally Pacific mentor. That uh, We have a culturally Pacific house that I mentor people of color coming out of prison, uh, helping them find jobs, housing after they leave the transitional house. It's a bunch of resources that I uh, help them navigate through the system. So when you say culturally specific mentoring, what does that mean and why is that important? Well, it, it means that I mentor only people of color mm. coming out of prison. And, and what it does, it gives them a better look of just not of someone who's been there. Not just because they've been in the system, they're looking at people of white people mm-hmm. who's over them. And when they come out, if they see the same thing, uh, for me, I can revert to saying, okay, now I'm out, and I'm still looking at someone who's an authority over me. Mm. So how would I recognize who I am? So really, it sounds like it's acknowledging that people of color have a different experience coming out of prison, and navigating the community looks different. And you're there to support people in having that shared experience. Correct. And you pushed really hard for a culturally specific house. Yes. I think it's important, once again, because if we come out and doesn't have that fit, Mm. where we can uh, share experience of what we've been through with one another at a level of transitioning from uh, prison and back into the community, we're gonna have that same mentality. Mm. So if we come and have a Pacific house where we can share those experiences, even throughout today, if one person come in and say, hey man, I had a hard day, you cannot relate to another white man mm. because he don't know what a hard day looked like to him, it's different. Yeah. So if I can say I had a hard day to another person of color because he's been through the same old thing that I have been, he can recognize that. He can understand what I'm saying as we move along through our day. Yeah. Your house has been really successful, or the the people who come in and get services within your housing program and who receive your mentor services have been really successful. Yes, and it's geared back once again because they can identify who I am Mm. and know that the struggle is real and know that I have been through this system but is I'm I'm at a place in my life now that you know I know how to navigate through the system. I know what it takes, and they can feed off of that and see. Hey, well, if I can do some of the things not like me, but some of the things that I have done is going to be different. But I, they could be successful. They 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 know what success look. Even if it's just getting off paper, yeah. That you know that's a success to us. Mm-hmm. You know. But when they come to graduation and getting that paper, that's a milestone. Yeah. 
You know, that's that's and now it builds it builds that character that's saying, hey, no matter what the barriers are, I can make it. I got this piece of and I tell them all that piece of paper that we once thought wasn't very important to us. As we grow older, we see how important it is for us. Even when we talk in high school diploma, mm-hmm. you know, so those piece of paper actually give us over the barriers that we may uh, face, the challenges that we may face. Because when people look at us like, oh, do you have a high school diploma? You know, when you say, yeah, you know, that gives you that feeling that that empowers you. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I got to have this school diploma. Now mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so. Yeah. How does mentoring for the people you serve look differently? Because I can relate to what are they going through. And, and, and we build that uh, sense of community because we've been despaired and misplaced and we don't have that identity where we can identify with each other because we've been displaced yeah. and we spread it out. It's a sense of community. It's a sense of pride. It's a sense of holding each other accountable. Yeah. You know, because we all have been through that challenging time. But if someone else come in and try to hold us accountable who is not a person of color, we're not gonna listen. Mm. You know, we, we're gonna we're gonna dismiss this because we've been told that all our lives by these people, you know. So we have to, you know, we're not listening to what they say. And it makes us successful because I'm I'm a little more sympathetic. Mm. I'm a little more uh, uh, not telling you what to do, but showing you how to do it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the people that you mentor and the people who live in the house that you mentor feel really seen and heard in a different way. Yes, yes. Because they can come to me with the problems and know that I'm not going to brush them under the rug. I am going to make aware of it, you know, and they can trust me to make their voices heard, to make their voices be heard. And they can see the results by the action that is not put upon them as they go through this transition mm. and as they, they they see, okay, well, we got somebody who can help us do this and who will speak for us, not against us. Right. What was it like advocating for a culturally specific house? Uh, it was easy. Mm. It was it was really easy. Uh, and it wasn't my idea. I have to say that God asked me to do it. And I asked Marta. Mm-hmm. And it was no uh, pushback, no thinking about it. It was like, okay, let's do this. I And I have to really be thankful for Monty because, and Ed, you know, because those guys advocated for, they seen the need, mm. you know, because, you know, wherever we was placed, we still being misplaced. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, displaced. So when that need came up, they recognized that, okay, let's see, Let's put these guys into housing that you know they can really achieve and get along and, and be successful because the other way wasn't working. Mm-hmm. What are some of the events or the community gatherings or the you know the community making things that you do with your house? So we, because we are doesn't have a community, you know, a black community because it's been we've been misplaced. You know, uh, so we try to gather amongst each other. And, and f- because we've been there, we try to come up with some solutions, you know, uh, by 
by gathering together, doing things that our community used to do, playing dominoes, playing cards, having barbecue. That give us a sense of community, mm. you know, going to church, you know what I mean? Um, so that brings us back to our, our, our shared feelings of community or gathering because, like I said, we've been misplaced all over the place, so we don't have a community. You know, that give us a sense of belonging. That house give us a sense, okay, now we can we can be here together and let's work on some solutions because once we get become clear-headed and know the direction that we should be going instead of, you know, leaving all the other stuff to pass behind, mm -hmm. let's work on a new direction, we can sit up and, and, and brainstorm and gather some thoughts and make a better community and, and, and advocate for one another. Yeah. And I know from talking with you, a lot of the people in your house get jobs and are really successful. A lot of them are fathers who reconnect with their families. Um, and a lot of people don't go back. Um, don't go back to prison when they're in our services. That's because of the, 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 uh, the opportunity that we have. Mm. You know, the, the, uh, the humbleness that we carry with ourselves because of the opportunity. Because if one man... It said, reach one, teach one. So if somebody in the house is being successful, you know, the, the black community, when it was a community, was small anyway. You know, it was really tiny, you know. So everybody knows one another, right? So if this gentleman knows someone who's getting out, who's been there, he's going to grab him on. He said, come here, man, let me talk to you. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, this is what it took for me to be successful. You know, this is what it took for me to gathered and get to where I'm going. Now look at me, you know. these Everybody thought I was going to amount to that because I went to prison, but I am amounting to something now because I have been, I got an opportunity. You know, I'm not stuck in the rut. I'm not being judged. Yeah. You know, I'm not being told what I can't do. I'm, I'm being told, hey, this is an opportunity. Here's some resources. These resources that we got now, thanks to a part of Bridges, it's very instrumental into us growing and developing as black men. Mm -hmm. You know, it is growing. So we know that we are better than what people uh, perceived us to be, you know, because we got an opportunity. We have resources, especially as me being a father. You know, we need those type of resources because we don't want our kids growing up as like us. You know, with that resources, we can give them a better life. It sounds like the services you provide really talk about equity and not equality. Um, equity being that things can look different depending on the need. And it sounds like you're providing services that are equitable to a population of people, people of color coming out of prison that might look different for some other populations. Yes, so equitable is the resources. You know, it's the resources that we need to be successful. It, it, it looks different on a spectrum of what we add in our lives. But once we get that, once we feel like we can be at that same playing field, mm. that equitable playing field with everybody else, we can see the light, you know, and it's yeah. just like everybody else. You know, if we get the resources that we need when we need it, just like any other culture, mm -hmm. man, what a great thing that is. You know, that clicks off. You know, now I don't have to, you know, 
go back and, and hustle to get a dollar. I can be work and make a better living because they haven't had that type of uh, environment, mm-hmm. you know, that will, okay, now I got to get a job and see how that works out. But on the same token, I have to talk about it. You know, yeah. we have to talk about, hey, look, man, when you was in prison, this is what you was making. Now look at you. You, you, you got a job, you got resources. Now look at your life. So we have to expand our mind just not from getting a job because we can get a job. But we have to see the big picture, not the small frame. Right. That's great. And the the people that you work with are really successful. Yes. And it shows. Yes. It really shows. You know, our graduation rate from the house is 80%. You know, Which is huge. Huge. Yeah. For black, for black males. And for prison reentry in it's, general. For, yeah. Right. You know, because here's the deal. We think 6% or 1% of the population of Portland, but our percentages in jail is 35. Mm. That's an uneven number. Yeah. You know, so when when we as a black males come out and have these resources, and it goes back to reach one, teach one, you know, now we can see the light. Now we don't have to be uh, going to prison over and, over and again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That recidivism rate. We mm-hmm. don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, because when we do that, we also leave our kids behind. And then when we get out, our kids are, you know, well grounded over. We can't teach them. We can't tell them, you know. And if we do, we're out of line because we wasn't there from the beginning. So, you know, it's very imperative that we stay out of prison and teach our other kids to stay out of prison. And with that, it become mindful. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to stay mindful of, you know, it ain't a legacy. It's just a way of life, you know. Most of us didn't have fathers growing up. Can only speak for myself. I didn't, you know. So I had to learn in the streets. I had to, and so that right there is a disadvantage anyway. You know, first being black is a disadvantage. You know, then coming out and having a fatherless is, you know, now we got the odds really stacked against them. Yeah. So who's gonna teach us? The people in the streets. You know, they're gonna give us the knowledge that we they think we need. And, and, so, prob- and the knowledge that they received. And, yeah. the, and the knowledge, amen. Mm-hmm. It's so, and it's a cycle. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. You know, so with this program, you know, with the housing part of it, it is imperative that we have housing. Because if we don't have housing, if we don't have shelter, the basic need coming out of prison, we're going to go back to what we know. We're going to go right back to our partners who never go to prison. Say, hey, man, come on, man, I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to lead. That's that recidivism rate again. Yeah. So we need these things, and it only shows that once they have shelter and we can come together and, and, and work out and solve our differences and our problems, you know, it shows how successful we can be. It sounds like you're really intentional about building community and supporting people as they try to navigate what community means for them. Yes, because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I didn't have this type of opportunity, but I, 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 I had God in my life. You know, when I got out of prison, I had to really be conscious of what I'm doing. I didn't have a housing piece. I couch surfed. Hmm. But in the couch surfing, I already had made it in my mind that I'm not going back to prison. I'm not going to let a white man tell me when I got to go to the bathroom, when I can eat, all that stuff. It it comes along. I don't want to be institutionalized. I don't want to get to to that point where I'm just going to, oh, I'm comfortable. 
Mm. You know, I can do prison. No, I'm never going to do prison. I don't, and I'm trying to show these guys that that is a better life. You know, when we come out of prison, we have to have our mindset on changing, first of all, changing our life. You know, um, and with Bridges coming in doing reach-in, it gives them an opportunity to know, hey, I don't have to go back into the neighborhood. Now I can go into a, a different, I got a different, I got a different life. I got a clean slate per se. And now I know somebody. Right. And I see somebody, somebody who looks like me amen. who can do it. Who, and who is successful. Yeah. I have a successful look to me. It might look different than them once again. You know, but I got some tools in my toolbox now. And I know how to I know how to handle certain situations, right? I pull out my toolbox. I can pull out a wrench as I want to and just tighten it up to screw, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It just looked like that. Yeah. You know, I don't have to resort back into that old lifestyle, uh, uh, being on the street corner. And it's not just selling dope, it's the lifestyle. And the mindset. And the mindset. Yeah. You know, because if you're thinking, oh, that's a glamorous life, but I know what's going to lead me. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, it's going to. So you got to change that. You got to change that, that, that persona or that thought about it. Say, I know where this going to lead me. Let me do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to do this. And I know I did this before. Ah, keep going to prison. If I do this, change my mindset, change my beliefs, and change my thought process and look forward to life, I'm good. I'm golden. Yeah, and change is really hard. Yes, especially when you've been oppressed mm-hmm. for most of your life. You know, uh, being black, no matter how we think we're successful, we still been oppressed. You know, uh, and this goes back to history, slavery days. You know, uh, going back to the house part, you know, with these guys in the housing, man, it's just, you. I see the development. I see the growth. I see when that when that light bulb go off and say, "Oh, okay, you know, now we now we talk it, you know, now now they said, okay, I got this. I don't have to be uh, uh, more of a director, you know. They can direct themselves, you know, because they want something different. They they want they want something different because they see success coming out that house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I just love that when I can sit back. And it's not about me. It's right. not about me. Right. You know, it's about them. And I get the joy of saying, wow, man, what a great success story this, this gentleman been. And, 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 and live their lives with their kids yeah. after this transition yeah. apart. You are incredibly passionate about equity, diversity, and inclusion. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, you know, I sit on the chair. So you're the Sounds like you're the chair of our Equity and Inclusivity Please Committee. Go. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, it means that I get to also help make some decisions mm. on on which would impact our community. So we we always said intent versus impact. Mm-hmm. So and so the intention can be good from a distance, but I get to make it be impactable. You know, I get to make some, help make some decisions that's coming down so I get to say lay out some plans. You know, I get to to be involved. I get to say, you know, have a voice at mm. the table, you know, and say, okay, so this is what it looked like to us, you know. Uh, I get to be that that, that vocal part of, of, of how we look at DEI work, you know, and make sure it is on the same playing field, you know. And I, I'm... 
I'm thankful and grateful for that. You know what I mean? It's everything I have been through. It's because bridges allow me to be who I am. Mm. You know, it, it, they don't have any. Okay, you can't do this, or you can't say that, or we won't do this. It's like okay, because they know I know, because I'm a black man. So and they are not. So they said, okay, we're gonna let you, you know, help your your people. You know, and, and get some feedback. So it's not about me once again. It's about gathering feedback and, and, and bringing it to the table. And providing a voice, like yes, you said. Yes, and that voice. You know what I mean? And it's one of the lovely things, you know what I mean? And, and I get to I get to sit back and look at some policies. Mm-hmm. It's some procedures. And, 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 and hopefully implement some policies that would change lives. Or change some of these policies that is not equitable. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's a popular committee. Sometimes the tables, we don't have chairs. Sometimes there's a second row behind the table of people. Why do you think it's it's a popular committee, or why do you think people at Bridges are, are interested in that? Because now it's, everybody want to see, nobody want to see people dis, uh, oppressed anymore. Mm. Everybody have a mindset of saying, okay, let's, fix this problem that's been hampering America for for years. Hundreds of years. Hundreds. Yeah. And they see that we are all human beings. And they see the disparity that goes and they said so most people who have a conscience and a mindset say, Oh, let's see let's be involved in this, you know. Let's make sure that the right due process is right. Let's make sure that we are all you know, so they know they can have a voice. They know that it takes more than one person, or two people, or ten people. It takes a group of people. It takes a nation. Yeah. It takes a nation to make some laws change and some things to happen. And we all need to be heard. And if we want voice, the politician will listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we just sitting up there rat and raving about with fifteen people. Uh, they they gonna dismiss us. So the DEI work that everybody do here is very important and near to them and dear to them. And it's, as you know, through the committees and and we've talked a lot. It's way more than just wanting it to be better. It takes so much work, right? And so much relationship building, right? Yeah. And I think that's where. For me, when I do this work and I greet everybody, different uh, background, when I greet them, they are passionate about it as well as I am. Mm. You know, because they, they, once again, they see the disparity. You know, if we don't move forward as a nation, we're always going to move backwards. And we can't move backwards. We, we have to move forward and we have to lift up all these uh, laws that is making, is, could people be putting people underneath your thumb? Mm-hmm. We are all human beings, you know. We are one nation, right? So we need to. All of us need to be heard to make this equitable, and, and we all have a vision. I think, and the vision is to be successful in this country. So February is Black History Month, and before we started recording, you shared some feelings you have about Black History Month. What what would you say about Black History Month? 
<laughs> here's the deal. Why would we have to call it Black History Month? Mm. Let's be recognized throughout the years. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's change this one month. I can understand when we giving Martin Luther King his day. Understandable. I love that. You know, because we got President Day and we got George Washington Day. <laughs> we got these other days. Let's recognize him on that day, but not let's recognize just uh, Black History Month. How would you want people to think about or reframe or consider during Black History Month? First, we have to recognize it. I think a lot of people don't recognize it. So that's a big uh, that's a big building block right there. Or they hear it and they're like, yeah, it's yeah, Black it's History like, Month, but... Yeah, it's just Black History Month. Sure. Here we go in with that. So let's recognize just not months. Let's recognize days and then we would get to that point where it's just not Black History Month. It sounds like you're saying also that your hope is that people are intentional about thinking about how the black community makes a huge impact um, on our world every day instead of just thinking about it for one month out of the year. Let's recognize every culture, every day. Mm. Let's do it right. Let's just don't say Black History Month because we've been oppressed and divided and been stripped of our identity or who we are from day one, you know, we don't know our own culture. So we have to get back into and, and recognize and identify the people we are, you know, and, and stop, you know, uh, being glad because we got a month, you know, and, and it's a beautiful month, you know. We celebrate the month, but let's, let's do something different. Let's, let's, Brown our horizons. Let's be recognized daily, you know, because we are contributed to society as well. You know, we contributed to society as well. We might not get a lot of opportunities, and I think not just for the black culture, I think for every culture. We need more of those, you know, cultures, so we can't be culturally divided. Mm. We need to be culturally competent. I think what we need to do is raise our voices up so and be heard. You know, and I think once we recognize those things that uh, keep us from being together and keep us from coming together and raising our voices and, 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 and being all of us being despair because it's only 1% got the money, I think we can make something out of this. We just need to recognize what's going on. Yeah. What's it been like for you to connect with people at Bridges to Change and try to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially when there are some, you know, maybe there are people who who are uncomfortable or feel like they don't see a problem or a need. Well, uh, uncomfortability Because you talk to everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I Mm -hmm. do. And I just won't... For me, it is most people at Bridges is susceptible to listen. Mm. You know, they're open. They're open-minded. You know, because here's the deal. First of all, the peers that's works here has been through something, been traumatized, or some way or another. So we all have been there. You know, I, none of I think none of the people that in Bridges is textbook. Mm. None of it is textbook. Most of it is live experience. So um, when I talk to them about certain things about the black community, they're open for it because we all want to see change here. 
You know, it, 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 once again, it takes a village. It takes people's voices, you know, to be heard. And I think because I'm vocal about it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they really want to see it. They really want to hear what I got to say, and they really want to see change about it, mm -hmm. you know. I, I think because, you know, let's, let's change some things. You know, we have to start figuring out different ways because we know this way is not working. Our thinking process, we need to do something different. And I think with Bridges, we're doing something different. Mm -hmm. we, we're doing something different. We are connecting with people who want to help. You know, we are partnership with people that sees uh, 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 some, some lack of resources. And that's why this house worked. It's not about me. That's why this house worked, because of the people. The, the, the people, community. You're right. Mm -hmm. And they reaching out to the community. I, I always said, man, I've, before I got this job, I put in like four applications at different jobs, same position, right? And wasn't for me because God didn't lead me that way, right? And when I came to Bridges, I was in Bridges four months before I asked for a cultural Pacific house. Once again, God told me to do that, and I did. Within the Which next, is a big, it's a big deal, four months at a new job, right. and you're like, you're hey, up, jump, uh, right. hey, executive hey. director, I'm going to ask you for something. Right. Yeah. Right. Without hesitation. No hesitation. Okay, let's make this work then. No, oh, let me check my balance. Let me do this. Let me check my... Let me get back to you. Yeah. Uh, dot my I's across my T's. Might take a year. No, let's do it. Because he see the need. Mm -hmm. he, he noticed the need and he sees that. And everybody in, this, in the whole organization sees that. It wasn't no pushback. It was like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's get this for this. You know, let's get this cultural Pacific house. Let's make this work. You know, and it has been working. How does DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, relate to recovery and to your spirituality? You have to be passionate about something mm. to do it. And you, you have, for me, spirituality is that passion. You know, it's that, 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 that solid rock, that foundation. I have to build that foundation. And so when I'm building this foundation, I was like, oh, okay. So now with the work I'm doing, you have to, you have to be passionate about something in order to make it successful. And to get people to respond. To, you have to believe it. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe it, how could you do something? How could you, how could you vocalize it? Or how could you, if you're selling cars and you know it's a beater, you ain't going to want to be like, oh, man, I got No. You're selling cars and riding a bike. You That's know what I mean? <laughs> Hey man, right? DEI work, man. What a look at this. Let's look at this and let's make the plan feel. Let's see what we can, what we can uh, level out. Let's bring something into the table. Every DEI work is it may be hard, but it's rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's totally for me. You know, I like coming into the meetings and and seeing what is laid out and seeing what we can implement and seeing what we can change. If it's not, but most of the time it's people coming in with ideals and we making it happen. More voices at the table yes. saying, hey, you missed me or you missed, right. you know, you guys aren't thinking about something. something. Right, right. Uh, uh, you know, and it's everybody piecing it together to, to make sure that this happens. I, once again, I think Bridges. Uh, Bridges has really broadened my horizon, elevated my awareness. Mm. Uh, let me bring things to the table that 
probably wasn't been brought to the table because of uh, I'm being a black male, you know. If you got a lot of, excuse me, white people at the table trying to do DEI work, what kind of work you getting done? You're we missing need, part of the picture. Right. An important part. Right. Yeah. We need representation from all cultures at that table, in which we have. Mm-hmm. In which we have. I, you know, people don't understand. Bridges is, have a lot of diversity in there, you know, and which says a lot about this organization, you know. But as far as moving at a steady rate, trying to do this work, uh, implementing plans to to make it a plan a level playing field, uh, again people at the table that doesn't that that isn't our white. You know, it's a it's a diverse culture at the table of DEI, and I can look over to this native and say, "How you doing?" I look over to this Hispanic who is the uh, co-chair. Right, what a beautiful thing. That's what the work is about, you know. What else would you like to add before we wrap up? I like to add spirituality. Yeah. I like to add God in this. I really do. Out of above anything and everything, that's who's leading me. Once again, it ain't about me. That's who dictates my life. That's who laying out the path for me. And what a beautiful life it is. You know, I get to wake up in the morning and bless Jesus and bless God with my kids. We said that. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, God. We get to do that because what we do, if we, for me, waking up in this morning is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Not use, using your four limbs is not guaranteed. God, for me, God allowed me to do this. He allowed me to uh, use my faculties to think right, to, 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 to share love. Right? A perfect example, Kobe Bryant. Him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. You heard about that? Yeah. You know, maybe it was a malfunction, or maybe whatever. But I get to think I can wake up this morning. You know, I get to think, uh, thank God for waking me up this morning. A lot of people die in their sleep. I get to thank God for this. My spirituality has led me to be compassionate and have passion about the things that I'm doing. It's my spirituality that has got my kids back that I can love and, and not be so heartfelt or not feel so. Uh, um, one thing about me, I don't feel depressed, uh, uh, oppressed. I don't. You 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 can try that, but my high, my God, my God, ain't gonna allow you. No much how much evil you try to throw at me and what you try to do, my God ain't gonna allow it. You know, and I get to to express that with everybody. You know what I mean? Not saying that I'm putting my belief or my religious or my faith on anybody. I get this. One thing about Bridge, I get to express my my faith without being without being pushed back because we have a right to religious freedom. I don't push it on nobody. I just tell everybody about it. It's up to you to gravitate to it. And I think it's important to really acknowledge that being a mentor and being able to connect with people means that you're authentic. You have to be your authentic self and you definitely navigate the world by being your authentic self and people connect to you. Yes. Cause I'm always, I'm always smiling mm-hmm. and laughing and laughing and, and, and just, just, you know, I don't have time to be sad. You know, back in the slavery days, 
lacks spirituality, what got us through this? What got us through the slavery day? Uh, singing in it, picking cotton, just singing, singing the spirituality, you know. So in down south, we have porches. You know, we have porches. I don't know, a lot of people don't know about these porches, right? We sit on the porch and sit on the step and sing spiritual songs. We sing those things. Down south, if you go to the, all the churches are filled. What a spiritual, we come from, we spiritual beings. And without that spiritual part of our life, we're missing something. Mm. So I think reverting back into, you know, being spiritual, and, and we, when we lose that, we lose a part of ourselves. We, we lose our identity because we are spiritual people. And most of the time, once we come back to our spirituality, and I noticed this, most of the time when people, these guys get out of prison and they come back with a spiritual mind, those are the ones who become way successful, not just in the house, out of the house. Those guys who not into the housing program of Bridges and they spiritual, man, and they successful. You know, not just being in the house, but being out of the house. You know, just mm -hmm. these guys who are not in the house, but they have that spiritual connection with God, they can see. And they don't go back to doing the same old thing. And a lot of them who don't get into the housing part of it, who goes into their own house, and I talk to them, they say, man, thank God. I, I noticed that, you know. I take notes of that, I, I, you know, and I, and I hear what they're saying because once that spirituality piece, and they always say, man, I'm glad I, here's the deal. When you're in prison, you look for God because mm. you're in the worst place. You, I think you're in hell, right? So when you're in prison, you pray to God. Oh, God, get me out of here. Huh? You didn't do that when you were out, right? Before you went in, but now you have found him. And if you keep that when you get out, what a beautiful life. Because yeah. you have something to revert back to when you something's going wrong. You you I, for me, I jump on my knees. I don't care what I'm at. If something's going wrong, I'm gonna pray to God and he's gonna see me through this. Cause we all go through trial and tribulation. It's not easy being it's not easy being faithful. Mm. It, it takes dedication like anything you do in life. You gotta be dedicated, you gotta be faithful, you gotta you gotta just really put your mindset into that, right? And once you do that, you can move forward in your life. I have. Well, I want to thank you, Anthony, for your time today. Thank and you. And for your leadership. You have definitely provided so much leadership and guidance um, to, to where we're at and continue to support our equity and diversity work. Thank you, Hannah. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you.